It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. Hey, Tim, uh, nothing much happened in the last week, right? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, gee whiz. Well, uh, I, I haven't been rated, so I'm in a good mood. Yeah, yeah, you're a good guy. You know, I, I saw it took them 10 hours to do this raid. And I know that they wanted to come away with a, a cocktail napkin that was unlawfully taken uh, from the White House. How long does it take <laughs> to try on all of Melania's dresses? I, you know, it's got to take at most 90 minutes. I think they were looking for one that was in Merrick Garland's size. That's what I think. <laughs> Somebody, uh, one of these uh, right wing hosts that I don't normally like actually had a, a funny line and called it uh, Operation uh, cross-dresser hurricane so yeah. <laughs> I, I have heard you talking you, the, the theory is that uh that that trump's got files he's got that well there, well there's two theories number one is yeah is that he has the crossfire hurricane file and the fbi wants that back because okay. it's uh it's very dangerous to the fbi the other theory is that he doesn't have the crossfire hurricane file but he's been telling them that they do that he does oh so knowing would, that they knowing they would do this so and, it's eight dimensional i don't know whose side is playing the eight dimensional chess because that's <laughs> you know, that's what trump is always giving credit for i mean i always take the occam's razor approach that everybody's just an idiot and it's bureaucratic bungling and nobody actually thinks anything through but yeah the other side is supposedly playing that too they're using the nimzo indian defense uh you know, it's, it's a chess game well uh, i did find it i did find it curious that there was nothing in the safe that wow. indicated to me that it might have that the setup that that, that kind of put a uh, one more uh, one more gram on the setup side of the scale. Okay, that's one side, but you know the other side is that they are deliberately doing this, of course, in order to get uh, Republicans galvanized and behind Trump, who's the only guy that Biden can beat. <laughs> so that's <laughs> you know I, I I don't think what I do know is this. I mean, the guys like Neil Steinberg, uh, the uh, Sun Times uh, columnist. We're tweeting uh, things, jokes about this, and um, his joke. Uh, do we have that uh, up here? Or no. Well, it was just. Uh, it was good to see the uh, Republicans all of a sudden uh, concerned over the possibility of law enforcement uh, framing a person of color. The bad news: that color is orange. Ah, you know that's. Uh, when you know the liberals are desperate because they're resorting to the irony <laughs> and pity when you're feeling not so good, uh, because it doesn't make any sense. This whole thing doesn't make any sense. Now, Andy McCarthy, who, you know, I always trust because uh, he was on top of the Russia thing the whole time saying that there was no there there. Um, he says that it's, it's all a pretext for them to find stuff for the January 6th investigation. And that you can do that. You can get a warrant for a legitimate purpose, which be to find, you know, to get these documents, however uh, de minimis or, or, or minuscule the uh, whole operation is. I mean, it's something that should have been negotiated. It's a, it's a records request. It's, it's a violation sure. that uh, Hillary's emails are much worse than this. And nothing was done uh, about that. But uh, on that pretext, you can then find stuff about January 6th. And, um, that's what or, his or his taxes. Right. Right. So I, I just don't. Well, why did they just sick all uh, new 87,000 IRS agents on him? <laughs> there would be a greater likelihood that they would find something than that. And it, it just seems like, you know, 
it's an innocent construction of what's going on here. Garland admitted today that he's the one who ordered this. And the whole thing is about uh, just getting this these records. There was a Newsweek story that said they didn't think it would, with Trump out of town that it would cause all the stir that it did. Well, I mean, they were totally wrong about that. And I mean, what do they think they're doing when they're raiding a former president's uh, residence? It's it's a, it was really one of the it's it's a just an amazing political blunder. Well, it was I, nobody knew about it till Trump sent out that letter. I mean, that was the that was the moment it, I, they they operated in in secrecy until about six o'clock Eastern. So he's and the one. Well, he knows it. Good publicity when he sees it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's uh, when the that's when the crowd started gathering outside of Mar-a-Lago yeah. with the flags, and uh, and uh, that's when the FBI had to had to arm up. What are they doing here for for ten hours? <laughs> and you know, Kevin Williamson and National Group wrote that. Uh, well, Trump is just an ordinary citizen. Uh, we shouldn't treat him like he's special. Yeah, he is an ordinary citizen, and ordinary citizens don't like to be rated like that. And that, that's how—that's why they're going to relate to what uh, what has happened to Trump. I mean, that's been his his uh, his mo that this whole time is that you know he's the billionaire who's Joe Sixpack, and I don't. And, and I mean, it is just well. The it, interesting, really the interesting, the interesting thing about ordinary citizen. When uh, when, when uh, uh, Trump called up the president, the new president of Ukraine to talk about information on Biden, Biden was an ordinary citizen at that right. point. But somehow, somehow that kind of devolved into a sleazy campaign tactic. Right. right. Cool. Because right. Biden might run for president and he might get the nomination. Well, well, that this is the same thing. Yeah. No, There's I, just as much might here. Yeah. You know, I, I think the best tweet I've seen on this, though. So far, it was from our esteemed uh, former governor, Rob Lagojevich. Uh, <laughs> he, he had to weigh in on this. Uh, and uh, and Blago um, was, of course, relating it to his own experience where he was victimized by, um, by a raid. And, uh, you know, I'm no political expert, uh, but with friends uh, like Rob Lagojevich, who says, the FBI raiding the home of President Trump haven't been this sh a shock since the FBI came to my home at 6 a.m. to arrest me, targeting political leaders by a weaponized, politicized DOJ as a criminal attack on our democracy. A tragic day for all Americans. Yes, Rod, but we don't need you as a friend of the court <laughs> right here. <laughs> You're not the best example. Although, you know, I got to say, why didn't they take Justin Jackson Jr. down at the same time? They, they had the goods on him, too. But um there's a Trafalgar poll out, and of course Trafalgar, of course Trafalgar is the the pollster who is the closest to being right in the presidential election. I mean, you're a 538 guys, and you know, he just reads other polls, and all the other polls were totally off about the election. But Trafalgar realized that Republicans don't answer telephones, and that uh, it was going to be a lot closer than, than it was. Anyway, a, a poll right now shows 70.4 percent of Americans say. The uh, Trump FBI raid has increased their motivation to vote in 2022. Um, and 76.7% of the GOP, 53.9% of independents say Trump's political enemies are behind the raid as opposed to an impartial justice system. So, you know, it looks like, uh, boy, a week ago we were talking about how bad a candidate Herschel Walker is, and some of these Trump candidates are going to help the uh, Republicans commit suicide in the midterms. And now it's almost like, no, 
It's a whole new ball game. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what else. Is, it's like the October surprise just happened in August. Uh, and it's not good uh, for the Democrats. It's just, it's just kind of crazy. Kind of, I, 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 I'm willing to entertain any conspiracy theory <laughs> on this one. that would make more sense than what actually happened. Um, yeah, I listened to John Podhoritz's podcast, uh, commentary podcast, and he was wowed. He's no, he's no Trumper. He didn't vote for Trump. But there's apparently an ad on Trump's uh, website, uh, and it's a very calm Trump in a three-minute ad. And, and Podhoritz says that if Trump can go back to his apprentice demeanor, I don't know, did you ever watch The, the Apprentice? Did you ever watch him in that? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I didn't much either, but apparently he was, you know, he, he would just sit back and he would be fatherly, whatever, and help these uh, you know, would-be uh, billionaires. Not at all like he is in a, in a campaign rally. So if, if he would take that approach now, he, he could turn this uh, Democratic overreach uh, on the right against them. And, and, you know, another thing is, is that this time when he's running, he's running as a guy who actually was the president. And, you know, before he was the president, it, was, it reminded me a little bit of what, when Reagan ran the first time. Well, him with the nuclear football, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, he's, he's going to get us into a nuclear war. But, of course, Trump didn't do that. Um, now, he should have kept the rioters at least 100 yards from Pence, or at least been upset about it. But, um, you know, given the fact that uh, Biden is talking about zero inflation, uh, I I'm thinking that Trump's theme song shouldn't be. Well, he has that Stones theme. Um, you can't always get you the can't, one, yeah. I think. Um, he should tr- turn it into the old Democratic theme, Happy Days Are Here Again, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that was FDR's, as, as Pat Horace reminded us. Um, but they've given him new life. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. now he's a now he's a victim yeah. now he's uh and that's like the that's like the best thing you can be in the eyes of a democrat he's a oh, he's totally. a victim of a he's a victim of police right exactly only this time the color is orange as neil steinberg said the best thing about this race you know it gives trump a different axe to grind he doesn't need the steel anymore uh he can, he can talk about this he's like well, you know, it also news. gives it also gives Republicans running for Congress. It gives them something, too. It's uh, they can oh, they yeah. can show footage of the raid and say, uh, uh, why did this? Why did these people want eighty seven thousand more more uh, <laughs> IRS agents? If we're elected to Congress, if you give the Republicans the House, we promise we will defund those police. <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, this was a Scott Perry. Is he the congressman whose phone was confiscated by the FBI? So maybe there's more to it than that. Uh, you know, I don't know what's on his personal phone. I, if somebody found your personal phone, Tim, what would be the most embarrassing thing? <laughs> would there be anything indictable? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing indictable. It sure is heck a lot embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, uh, the, the most embarrassing thing is that uh, on the New York Times uh, spelling bee, I missed Queen Bee getting all the answers right by one word, vivid, uh, just the day before yesterday. And I mean, it's it's such a, it's so shameful. Uh, you know, I should be censured by the United States Congress. You should be censured vividly. <laughs> Easily. And I've missed that word before. Anyway, all right, enough about this for the moment. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to it. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap.
in our nation's 246 year history. There has never been an individual who was a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. Al Gore said you stole an election. The man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth. Doing what's right. Oh, God. Your oath to the Constitution. Be nice to Liz or I'll shoot you in the face. Prepared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from the I wish she'd worn that Stetson on uh, Meet the Press every week. That would have been fun. <laughs> Donald Trump is never again. You're Look at that. He voted. And were, the, <laughs> were, the, were the Wyoming primaries already? Probably voted for my daughter. I hope you will, too. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Look, you know, I voted for Trump twice. Uh, I don't like him a lot. Uh, Dick Cheney, I voted for a couple of times as well. Uh, it's court filings and it's work. Are we still listening to this guy? Uh, but, um, you know, somebody tweeted uh, that Cheney begged Trump to pardon Scooter Libby because Bush was too much of a coward to do it. And Trump pardoned him. And this is how Cheney repays him. And this sure. person says, never Trumpers are worse than Democrats. I mean, there's a point to that, uh, you know, because Scooter Libby did nothing wrong. He was railroaded. Great piece by Arthur Herman in commentary uh, years ago about this, about how this, you know, it was a whole setup job by, uh, you know, our, our favorite prosecutor who put Ron Blagojevich away. And, you know, they basically hamstrung us uh, in uh, in Iraq uh, over this whole deal. And it, it, and it was garbage, garbage through and through. But, um, you know, I, I but, it, but it took it, it was took so Trump long ago. I can't to, I, I can't even remember what Scooter Libby did. He didn't do anything, really. I mean, no, what was he accused was, of, though? Remember, remember. It was supposedly somebody uh, outed Valerie Plame. First, oh, first off, right. it would have no, been okay. Right. It would have been that's okay right. to out her. <laughs> Secondly, uh, Scooter Libby didn't really lie about it. And there's uh, this Judith Miller who was. It's so complicated. This Judith Miller of the New York Times even admitted later that her notes were kind of screwed up, and that's what wound up hanging Scooter Libby. And, and it was just total garbage. Lying to the FBI in an investigation for something he didn't do. Well, the, the, the prosecutor, Fitzgerald, knew ahead of time, you know, who the leaker was. It was this guy, Richard Armitage, uh, the first under secretary of state or assistant secretary of state. I mean, it's so many years ago. I'm surprised that I remember half these names, but it, it was absolutely garbage upon garbage upon garbage. And Bush wouldn't do it. He wouldn't pardon him. Trump has to do that. You know, Trump's the guy who moves the uh, uh, embassy to Jerusalem. Trump's the guy who actually does some things. Uh, he's not a great guy, but, you know, Dick Cheney ought to shut his yap. That's what yeah. he I understand he's defending Liz, but uh, he, he should stay out of it. Well, he probably has to put up with her coming home crying. Making fun of me. So my phone is ringing. That's great. Oh, good. That's a nice, nice. It gives it a homey was, feel to the show. It was Dick. It was Dick Cheney calling. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my hat off like odd job and just decapitate you with it. Yeah, okay, I got go my, ahead. got my holster strapped on here. Are you ready to draw, partner? Go ahead, big man. So, uh, speaking of Trump, 
apparently, and this was all before the Mar-a-Lago deal, which negates practically everything before it, including the, uh, including January 6th, um, Trump was enamored of Hitler's generals. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there's apparently some uh, recollections of conversations in which he wishes that uh, his, his generals were, uh, Trump asked an aide why his generals couldn't be like Hitler's. <laughs> um, now, Hitler's generals were a bunch of losers. I mean, they lost the war. But um, yeah, again, I mean, the Hitler who moved the American embassy to Jerusalem, uh, if that's Hitler, <laughs> then peeing your pants is cool. And I'm Miles Davis, pardon my Billy Madison. I mean, gee whiz. let's get real about that. So, um, Tim, you, you could uh, vote to uh, for cloture on this, uh, even even as I bring it up, because this is such inside baseball. I don't I don't think anybody's really all that much interest much interested in it. But uh, John Cast um, feels that he's being attacked by his former employer, the Tribune. And, you know, if you're not paranoid, you're crazy. I mean, there is a certain amount of truth to that. They have gotten um, they've gone after him uh, to a certain extent and, and in part because he's in large part because he's conservative. But I think he's uh, bitten off a little bit more than he should have chewed. He got really upset that this guy, Bob Goldsboro, who has been writing for the Tribune for decades. This what this guy does is he he gets um, looks at real estate listings and finds out <laughs> he finds out of. Uh, what where people, people where their famous people for. move. Yeah. Yeah. And he writes the amounts and it's really very embarrassing. And it's, you know, it's like a gapers block uh, on the expressway and you really shouldn't <laughs> read it. You're vermin for reading it. And I am vermin. And you're also vermin. This guy is vermin for writing it as well. <laughs> uh, I have myself have had at least two occasions in which he's written about me. And one time, you know, and he always does the obligatory repertorial thing. He'll call you up for a comment. Well, I answered, I called him back and he said, oh, I don't know what to do because this is like the first time anybody have ever called him back. <laughs> nobody ever calls me. So and, he, 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 he disclosed what you paid for your house when you moved. Oh, oh, a couple of in times. what you sold the last one. Wow. A, a couple of times uh, in, in the distant past, you know, when I was a mini celebrity sure. and now he wouldn't care. But um, so one time, so I kind of called his bluff. You know, the way that Trump called the, the FBI's bluff, bluff, I guess. Um, I told him that I, where I was moving, uh, I was going to have to mow my own lawn because I could no longer afford a Mexican. So he he <laughs> he said, well, I'll put that in, but I'm going to leave the Mexican part off. So imagine this, this vermin who writes about this stuff. <laughs> Still has to be politically correct. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I get what's kosher and what isn't kosher. But anyway, how much so, did he pay for his house? Is that did, does he disclose that? I mean, who's who, how much did who pay? The 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 but was it Bob? Is that his name? Well, you know who cares about Bob Goldsboro? I mean, well, who, who's well, he? it see, well, it seems to me, it seems to well, me, you, if that's oh, how oh, you make your, if that's how you make your bones, oh no, is no, that I, you should what full I would, disclosure. No, what I would do is, I would say, well, why don't we? Bob, why don't you find out what Rex Hupke played paid for his uh, a current Tribune columnist? Why don't you re report on his various home sales? 
And I don't know that he's ever done that. I, I, I no. doubt that he has done that reported on anybody at the Tribune. But it's, he's always been the Tribune's dirty little secret. And, uh, you know, they, they know that people like to read this stuff. And because people enjoy uh, the misery of others and they want to see how much <laughs> other people earn and how much uh, their houses have gone for, especially if they're downsizing. And yeah, so he so he focuses more on downsizing than up. No, 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 no. He'll, 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 no, he, he wants to show, you know, how people are making it making it good as well. So but so I, I just think that John, even though he's I'm sure partially correct about this that the tribunes after him and goldsboro he's an equal opportunity destroyer pretty much although it doesn't go after tribune people too much anyway enough about that thanks for letting me uh talk about that meantime uh jimmy pathakukas a uh, friend of ours uh, had a a tweet he's you know at the american enterprise institute and when you know biden says that there's zero percent inflation and and that of course, that's that's ridiculous. But the problem is, is that they passed this Inflation Reduction Act and inflation may stop accelerating. One is there's no causal nexus between the two, obviously. I mean, a climate change bill has nothing to do with inflation. Uh, but well, they'll get that passed just in time for fall. And, yeah, uh, right. I mean, the thing is, is that see? but, but Kukas thought that people were going to give uh, Biden credit for the pat that the passage of this bill uh, in part because it's labeled as inflation reduction uh and and, and if inflation did slow down that uh, the democrats would get credit for it however i am here to tell you that uh, there was a, a i believe a u.gov uh, poll and um and and i think it said that uh, most of the people just don't buy that at all, <laughs> especially. In, yes. Uh, do you think that the $369 billion climate and energy bill will increase or decrease inflation? Increase 42%, decrease 13%, uh, increase, decrease by party. Uh, the Democrats thought, but they weren't even that much in favor of it. They thought it, it only a few of them thought it would decrease inflation. The Republicans, 72% thought it would increase inflation, 2% thought it would decrease. And independents also were lopsided uh, against Biden on this one. So, so far, Jimmy, I think you're a little bit off on this. Uh, and um, I, I hope you uh, were, were a little too clever on this one. Do we have time to show Joe Biden to putting his jacket on, which was kind of very comical? Uh, did you see this? Oh, yeah. It was a real hard time. He's getting off Air Force One and he had to have Jill help him put the jacket on. Look, I know I've always had a problem putting jackets on, <laughs> uh, you know, since I was a little kid, used to put them on. Remember when you put your snowsuit on backwards? Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I totally understand that. Put, I don't I know put my arms in the legs. Yeah, I don't know if that's more uh, embarrassing than Biden when he had shaken Chuck Schumer's hand. And then he forgot what he forgot. He forgot what he forgot just... that he had shaken his hand. And, you know. Hey, no, I, no, I but he just, he just forgot what he was doing there for a second. Hey, I'm and... just a few brain cells uh, lost behind you, uh, Mr. President, <laughs> but I'm not the president. All right. Coming up, more tomfoolery on the weekly wrap. I am deeply contemplating taking a busload of New Yorkers uh, to go to Texas and do some good old fashioned door knocking. Uh, because we we have to, for the good of America, we have to get him out of office. 
what's the matter, Mayor Adams? I, whatever happened to give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this was the greatest gambit that anybody's ever come up with. Uh, what uh, Abbott did. Uh, who who else uh, engaged in this? Sent uh, sent illegals up to New York and uh, uh, a Ducey in Arizona. Yeah, right. So. Um, why would they send it back? It, it reminds me a little bit. You remember when the Reverend James Meeks, Southside guy, decided he was going to bus everybody, all the students up to Nutrier? And, you know, since Nutrier has that annual hair shirt day, you know, white privilege guilt day, uh, <laughs> you know, where they have seminars and things like that. Um, well, why not take in some of the students? Sure. Why not? Uh, you know, let them or, or trade places. I mean, that was uh, sure. that was a that was a big deal in the seventies, wasn't it? Uh, well, well, uh, force bus load up, bus load down. I remember it was Judge Garrity. I think it was W. Arthur Garrity, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they, they tried forced busing in Boston, uh, other places as well, and it didn't work. It, it, there's nothing racist about living in your own neighborhood, and uh, it, it was well. an experiment that failed. Well, at the, but, at, the at the time, there kind of was. What there was what? Well, your own neighborhood, you know, back back in the old days, your own neighborhood, the people tended to look like you. Well, right. It's, I mean, and that's, it, that, that, that's always kind of happened to Chicago. I mean, it's it's what well, makes Chicago's, Chicago is makes like it delightful. The, you can Chicago's travel like, around the world in a cab. Yeah, right. But I mean, Chicago's what is it like the third or fourth most segregated city in the uh, in the United States? So. Yeah. That's because that's because old man Daly had some pull. I don't know. It's still, uh, you know, we haven't had uh, Mayor Daly Sr. around in a long time. And I don't think his son was uh, quite the man that his father was. In any event, uh, you know, I love uh, them having to uh, deal with their own hypocrisy here. Uh, I think I think the problem I think the problem they have personally is that uh, they thought it was a real good idea to flood uh, uh, the country with, you know, especially the red states with immigrants when all the immigrants were coming from Mexico. But now there's a problem because they got immigrants coming in from Cuba and Venezuela and right. they don't vote Democrat. So right. basically they're busing Republican voters. They're, it's, they're actually reversing what the Democrats tried to do to the red states. They're reversing it to the blue states. Well, and you've seen, you've seen the increase. I mean, Trump, for you know, all of his alleged racism, actually made some improvements among the Hispanics. And uh, a bellwether uh, congressional seat is this one. Uh, is it in El Paso? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it is where there's an Hispanic running and uh, and and she's conservative because that's the American dream. You 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 hop aboard and you don't really want the, the welfare state. Yeah, you don't want to, to be subsidizing it. You want to uh, you, you live your own life. And uh, but I can't but remember the, her the name. Condescending liberals don't want to have it that way. I, I can't remember the congresswoman's name that you're talking about, but she's uh, she's cute. She's like <laughs> exactly. a, she's like she's like a, uh, she's like a, a, an AOC that didn't pass economics by staying after with the professor. <laughs> Well, and um, that's why you're on this show, Tim, because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the tasteless remark. Right. And we need more of it. So Jonathan Turley, who is an erstwhile Democrat, I believe, but uh, he, he's pointed this out, you know, talk about bellwethers. Brian Stelter 
of CNN is uh, now, uh, after previously calling the story manufactured and whataboutism, Stelter is now literally asking what about his son, uh, i.e. Biden's son, uh, Hunter. For those uh, skeptical of the sudden media-wide conversion, it sounded more like what to do with his father. And it, certainly that's that's where it's <laughs> headed. It's just one more uh, nail in the coffin of Joe Biden. Uh, it's amazing how they'll pile on. And uh, th- th- remember, that was the story that uh, responsible media couldn't run in October of election year about Hunter Biden. Well, yeah, because it was Russian disinformation and they had 50, uh, 53 uh, intelligence experts to attest to it. Sure, sure. Who had not examined any of the evidence. It it just seems to me that 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 would be a good (laughs) Russian Russian disinformation. So um, so Stelter apparently is well, he's conveniently learned his lesson about this. But you know, what about Rachel Maddow? I read, you know, and I, I don't read these stories very carefully, of course, as you well know, I just read tweets and <laughs> and infer and intuit uh, the rest of it uh, because that's all I'm being uh, uh, paid for. But the Twitchy team said it was one hell of a self-owned. Rachel Maddow compared her Steele dossier coverage to Dan Rather and the George W. Bush debacle. And yikes. Wow. Um, so did she really own up to this? Um, because because uh, if she did, she didn't learn her own lesson because just the other day she was talking about you've got to get the old fashioned print version of the newspaper tomorrow about Donald Trump. So she remembers the Gutenberg press, but not her own naivete. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she just fessed up to her red scare on Russia, uh, but it was like she'd forgotten it all and said, oh, no, no. Now now we're going to believe all this new stuff about Trump. So she, well, she, she was she was again. one she was one of the worst. I mean, she was after oh, yeah. she was after Trump like Geraldo into uh, Al Capone's right. vault. Right. And what we what did we find in Trump's vault yesterday? Not Geraldo, nothing uh, so far anyway. You know, I, I, I kind of wish they do find a smoking gun in this because I, you know, I'd like Laura Ingram to have her trap shut as well. But but uh, I, I, I don't think we're going to find it. it. Doesn't seem like no. As a matter of fact, I mean, it's Garland is, is admitting that they're just looking for unless he's lying about this. They're just looking for those documents and they needed a raid for this. So turning our attention to the uh, monkeypox scare, uh, highly relevant. Yeah, my old partner, you're, you're not afraid of monkeypox, Bruce? Uh, well, um, I guess I should be. I remember when the AIDS scare happened. It was like oh, everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. And then it was like, well, not exactly, (laughs) but we'll say that everybody can get it. Um, So um, my my uh, old partner, Dan Prop, tweeted something of apparently the binnies on Jefferson (laughs) in the South Loop is allowing only one person in their humidor at a time because ellipses is that code one person in the humidor is that code <laughs> well i, I, I one cigar in the humidor well at that a time. that inspired me to um to uh quote uh, groucho i don't know if it's apocryphal but um uh, groucho uh, purportedly said i love my cigar too but i take it out of my mouth every once in a while <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a little, and then you have like channel nine's very safe, politically correct news, which tries to hold itself, uh, hold itself out as a, re- a reverend, uh, couldn't bring itself to say that monkey uh, pox is spread by gay men. 
they're like everybody else. They say it's men who have sex with men, but they will not say that that's gay men. And um, this reminds well, it's not necessarily it could be no. gay women. Um, it reminds me of the old onion story, uh, which let me paraphrase it here. Remember that old onion story? A first person account. The guy said, why do homosexuals? Oh, yeah. Having what, what, oral still... sex with me. <laughs> yes. uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's. You know, is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I really haven't been following this right. I mean, can't gay lesbians actually. No, they no. It's homosexual. It's it's gay men. <laughs> it's gay men having sex with. Men having well, sex well, with well men. here's the thing. That's there's another. Pox. Well, there's there, there's it depends another. if it's a gay if it's a woman who identifies as a man. You know, that's what that's what yeah, that's what I meant when when, sure. when yeah. But 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 here's <laughs> the reason. Here's the other. Here's the other reason why I believe okay. it's so prevalent in the community, is that um a, a lot of the a lot of men who have sex with men are have immuno uh, have immunodeficiency. Is that oh, okay. it's because they've been exposed to, to, to HIV and they have to have a, they actually have right. to take a, a and medication. And then you have this that, health so. commissioner or spokes being saying, you know, really wouldn't be a good idea to be having sex with a lot of partners <laughs> right now. So, yeah, uh, you, well, that's the thing they never want to say. It's 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 basically it's promiscuous sex with strangers. That's uh, that's that's basically it. But they won't say that. Because is it a that's... slur to call it monkey pox? Because, you know, you think of monkeys doing that, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that would be kind of a slur. I think they should they should change the name of that. Uh, meantime, our old friend Malcolm Gladwell, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got to weigh in and his he's weighing in on the fact that people working out of their home is really going to cause a, a, a terrible societal shift. Uh, and, and he says, what have you reduced your life to? Now, I didn't actually read the story because I'm kind of biased against Malcolm Gladwell because he's the same dude who tried to reduct reductio ad absurdum, the miracle of David slaying Goliath into some sort of disease that Goliath had that uh, made him vulnerable. You know, if he really checked it. So it wasn't it wasn't God that was on <laughs> David's side. Now, you don't, you don't have to believe in any of that. There are no miracles. Everything can be explained away. And um, so, I mean, that that's what, you know, there some things I like about Malcolm Gladwell. I like that uh, he discovered that uh, successful NHL hockey players are all born in January, for example, <laughs> because of the way that they were brought up through the system. It's uh, so th there are some truths there, but I mean, gee whiz, uh, I need him to, to tell me that, that the pandemic that, you know, people working remotely uh, is going to cause some uh, societal problems. OK, granted, it also helps us keep, uh, keep away from each other, too, which is not a bad thing. Uh, so I'm sure it's a mixed bag. Your views, Mr. Slagle? Uh, I, I, I can't stand it. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm a comedian. I work in the club. Oh, right. I, I couldn't <laughs> stand. I could not stand the Zoom shows. I did. I tried a couple right. and it just. It just did not feel it's not comedy. It's like it's like trying to play a symphony on a Casio. It just doesn't. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, there's one from Malcolm Gladwell. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Can do the honors. Do you want to play or do you want to pass? The password is disco. <laughs> Playing a passing. Play it. Okay. Explain. Okay. Explain. Okay. If you get this, you've tied the game. 
casa. Tensa. Descarga. Bruce Wolfson Slagalanda. Weekly rap. Password. Did you watch that show when you were a kid, Tim? I did. I actually enjoyed it. That's where uh, Alan Ludden met Betty White. And they uh, did, did they meet on that show? I know that she used to be a, a guest yeah. panelist on it, but I didn't yeah. realize they met there. Yeah, yeah that was uh, a, a lot of shows. A lot of shows seem to have the, the, the same password format. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you ever play catchphrase with your. Uh, oh, sure. With, with sure. Your family. That's, kind of, that's like password. But I mean, it's not just one word. Right. It, right. Uh, and then the the, the uh, uh, ten thousand dollar pyramid is another rip off a of password, but it's the same thing. As you, it, it, it's not that one word. I mean, that's really that makes it a lot tougher and a lot more like watching cricket. Just. Uh... <laughs> but I used to. Well, I remember the. I used to watch game shows all day long, it, especially when I faked being sick uh, and stayed home from school. There was a show called You Don't Say. Um, that was with a guy named Tom Kennedy. And. He was Jack Nars's brother from Seven Keys. So I was wondering if his real name was Tom Nars and he just went after the Kennedy mystique. <laughs> That's how into it I was in the game shows. There was a say when with Art James. Uh, the, my favorite was Concentration. Do you remember Concentration? With oh, Judy yeah. Hunt? Yes. That was a, a memory game. Right. And they would have like rebuses or rebuy uh, behind these puzzle parts. And Hugh Downs, I, I, I'd want them to bring back concentration with a hologram of Hugh Downs saying the board goes back and it's still your turn. And <laughs> one of the greatest moments of my life, we used my sister and I used to watch it and it would say forfeit one gift, but it looked like an eye there. So we thought it was forfeit eye gift, but you know, we were little kids one time, you know, there were 30 squares on the board. They revealed only two squares. And I guessed the great wall of China. And I was right about it, but it was like, I did it in a vacuum because I was home alone, <laughs> faking being sick from school. And it's like, well, you know, it's like when you get a hole in one and you're you're the only golfer there. It's like it doesn't count. Um, so I want to take credit for that, like 60 years later. Sure. I actually think that they should update password. They should make it more uh, a 2022 version. What you could do is you get two senior citizens and their computers <laughs> and see who can log in first. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to say that they would use, you know, the more modern lingo. Like I saw in the in the clip they had there, uh, Martin Short was trying to uh, guess the word twerk, uh, which uh, it, you know, oh. but, but no, I, I like it. I like it better. I like your idea better. <laughs> just, just let everybody log in. Of course, in. of course, that one, that one would probably have to be on cable because of the amount of swearing that it would involve. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and they'd have to edit it a lot because you'd have to fast forward about 20 minutes later after the seniors <laughs> had logged in. But so are you up to date on Better Call Saul? No, oh. I forgot. I forgot to say that before. Uh... OK, I won't tell you about it. I will t uh, tell you that, you know, they did even have yeah, a I don't know. I don't know. I, I, why don't why don't, uh, why don't why don't I uh, just I'm not going to I'm not going to give away anything that happened in the episode. Okay. There, there's no. Well, don't worry about that. Yeah, but you're, you're going to talk about scenes or something. right? No, no, no. I'm not even going to talk about I, I'm going to mention one little thing that is fine. It, you know, you'd see it in a tease. Um, OK, well, hang on. No, no, no. Stay 
wait, no, don't go away. <laughs> well, I was just going to say they had this post game show for better, better call Saul. And um, I mean, it was really sweet seeing the actors uh, and it wasn't all that illuminating. Uh, it's, because all you ever see when these actors talk about the show is they're gushing about how wonderful an experience it was. Okay. Uh, and certainly Miracle Whip is awful. I agree uh, with them on that. Um, but I would have liked to ask, uh, okay, you're not listening, right? Okay. Uh, Ray Seahorn, how she did that crying scene. What does she think of when she's doing that? Uh, does she think like, like, this is my last paycheck as an actress? I don't know. So anyway, can you put, you can put the headphones back on. We're done with Saul. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And, um, I, I forgot that I should have had to watch that before the no, show. No, no, you don't have to. So, um, although, you know, next week is the, is the last episode. So I did tune in Gutfeld when all this Mar-a-Lago stuff was, uh, uh happening, you know, cause I want to see, you know, how funny he would be. And I'm happy to say that he wasn't really funny that night. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a sign of a comedian true, who that's a sign of a true professional is, yeah, is you, no, no, you Tim, you're enjoy. The, you're, the, you're the comedian who cheers for the other comedians. I mean, you're really no, good. Uh, no, I'm not. You know, I'm 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 Mr. Schadenfreude. <laughs> right. OK, so um, but but he was a little funny, but his slash line wasn't too good. His on-base percentage wasn't all that, that hot. And this Tyrus guy who can be quite funny. He talked about that. This was going to spur everyone to elect Trump as a spite president, which is funny, but didn't Larry David do a whole season on a spite store. So I think it's a knockoff idea. I mean, it's a variation and a theme. I'll give, give him that. But I was kind of happy that they, they I didn't, weren't see, the, that I didn't see the spite store episode. What was the Larry David? A whole season of Curb Your Enthusiasm was about that. He built this coffee shop next to a coffee shop to spite the original owner because the original <laughs> owner had, you know, I mean, he, he went through the to the draconian lengths uh, to, to, to a, show him up. There's a there's a, there's actually I'm, I'm watching the anarchist on uh, uh, uh -huh. on uh, uh, HBO. Are you familiar with that? I, you know, I know the name and I've heard that it's good, but tell me about it. It's a it's a show about uh, Anarchapolco, where a bunch of people who decided they were done with the government, they wanted to live in a place where there was no government, all moved to Acapulco. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's a documentary on how that idea went. <laughs> OK, all right. <laughs> and, Is that uh, like everybody, including Alec Baldwin, who moved to Canada? Um <laughs> after trump was elected in 2016 uh, and it <laughs> never still happened i'm still waiting for that you know i want to set up a gofundme uh page to, for to buy one-way tickets for all these people that say they're going to they're gonna leave the country to make sure that they go you know i had you know i, I was so gleeful the night that trump won and i had to look at the twitter accounts of you know some of my democratic friends and one of them a former colleague of mine in television was tweeting and it was desperation it was tweeting that that they had seen that uh, applications had already gone up for uh, visas or whatever to, to move out of the country. And of course, Please. something that never materialized. <laughs> and you just had to live with it. And you may have to live with it again with a Grover Cleveland like break uh, in the middle for uh, who was that? Benjamin Harrison, I, I guess that, that that'll be Biden's claim to fame. Well, a lot uh, of uh, a lot of celebrities say, say want to revoke their citizenship over uh, uh, the uh, Dobbs decision in the Supreme Court. Oh, they're saying, of course. Yes. They say we're going to go to another country where it's more uh, where it's more, you know, tolerant. But the 
the law that was struck down it was 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 more tolerant than most other countries. So <laughs> absolutely. And the thing is, is, you know, all you have to do is stay in your own state. That's all your state yeah. gets to do whatever you want. Um, yeah, Kansas just proved that. I think delight. Oh, right. The Kansas just proved that. Yeah, the message they, they yeah, we're showing those justices now. No, you're <laughs> kind of agreeing with them. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, there's another show. You watch this only murders in the building with Steve Martin and Martin Short and uh, Selena um, Gomez. I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. I had a hard time. It's, First I, season Steve, was Steve Martin doesn't amuse me anymore. I I still like him. You know, I'm partial to him. I still remember how much he made me laugh with the arrow through his head. And uh, <laughs> and and one of and one of his best bits ever was he's on you know, he's on the Tonight Show. And he told Johnny that he had to leave because, you know, what these guests always would always would leave instead of slide down the couch. And then he he gets up to leave and then he goes behind the curtain, and then comes right back out and said, I didn't really have to leave. I just wanted to make it look like. It. So can I please stay? <laughs> and, you know, I did a lot of great meta things. But anyway, he's in the show now. And, um, you know. I want Obergefell or Obergefell overturned, but I am tolerating the gay love story uh, subplot on only murders in the building, uh, which is uh, I'm tolerating it. Isn't that wonderful of me? Uh, which is but the show's wearing on me for other reasons. I think most notably uh, enunciated in this meta commentary of it's it's a show about these guys who are doing a podcast and there are other podcasts in the show and they're commenting on the first first podcast and they're basically commenting on the show and they're talking about how lame it's getting <laughs> and they're right <laughs> so um, there's only only so many murders in the building that you can take so let us since you don't watch that let us switch to uh do we have video of this this a uh, baseball player he is sliding into third base and his cell phone comes out. <laughs> and as my friend Scott Bertram uh, tweeted, uh, this is reminiscent. He's the uh, 2022 version of uh, this is Rodolfo Casto who does this. He's the 2022 version of Tim Raines, who I believe had cocaine pop out of his uh, uniform when he slid <laughs> once. But um, now I'm wondering if Siri told this guy to slide. I mean, he may have a GPS system telling him the shortest route between second and third base. Uh, I, I, I'm wondering why he needs his phone with him when he's rounding the bases. I mean, does because he think we always gonna... need our phones. <laughs> we, I, look, I get directions home all the time from the drugstore, and I, you never know when there's going to be a, a going to take a selfie of himself on base. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and Mike uh, Steele felt cute. Mike Steele, IDK. <laughs> so Jason Hayward, yeah, Jason Hayward uh, can use his cell phone all he wants now because he no longer has a uniform to put it in. Uh, the Cubs got rid of him. Finally, this guy is one of the biggest busts in uh, Chicago uh, free agency history. I call it uh, the $184 million pep talk. He gave a pep talk during the rain <laughs> delay in game seven of the World Series, which supposedly uh, catapulted the Cubs to rally and win the World Series. Um, recently, people have said, oh, that was way overblown <laughs> that he didn't. His pep talk didn't mean anything. And, you know, I'm thinking next thing you're going to tell me is that Babe Ruth didn't hit two homers for a sick kid and that God didn't make <laughs> little green apples and it don't rain in, in, in Indianapolis in the in summertime. Come on. So anyway, uh, on that note, Tim, as always. Watch Saul. Watch Saul. I will. So we can talk about I'll be all. I'll be all caught up by uh, by next week. <laughs> okay, Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. 
And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production. Copyright 2022.